Welcome to the Firearms Trainers Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites. I'm your host, Rob Beckman. Today, we'll be talking about building your own range. We bring you this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun ownerships more knowledgeable. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit our website, ftaprotect.com to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. Receive a special 10% off on your policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by XS Sites with Glowdot technology and proprietary photoluminescent materials. This gives you the high contrast options to aid in site acquisition. Multiple color options are available for your vision preference. Today, we are joined by James Bain from Ceasefire. Welcome, James. How are you doing today? Doing good. Doing good. How are you, Rob? I'm doing good. It's uh, spring and things are getting warmer and that's a great thing. You know, that is, that is an awesome thing. It gets you more uh, time outdoors. So. Definitely. And, uh, and time is changing this weekend, so we'll get getting an extra hour, um, and which is uh, really good. And uh, looking forward to spending a little bit more time outside, not so much uh, indoors in the dark and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and of course, comes along with that is the, uh, the honeydew lists. Oh yeah, <clears throat> those honeydew lists. And I, well, hey James, um, thank you for coming on the podcast. Before we jump into, it, I don't know, there's probably not too many of our listeners that might know who James Bain is. Can you give our listeners a little bit of your background and what you do in the shooting industry? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Virginia guy, grew up, born and raised here. Uh, traveled a little bit all over the states. Uh, background in law enforcement, uh, background in military. As thirty-one Bravo. Um, for the Na National Guard uh, in Virginia here. Uh, served on the Sheriff's Office for in Richmond, Virginia, and uh, served for the Department of Corrections here in Virginia as well. Um, I'm about to make a new venture with uh, Wacomico County Sheriff's Office. I've been a firearms instructor with the NRA for going on eight years. Um, quite a few classes, uh, kind of learn, learn as you go ordeal. You know, um, we have five daughters, uh, all of them, which, you know, all but our littlest ones shoot. Um, so, yeah, fun times. Yeah, that does sound with five uh, ladies in the house. Um, that's a lot of education there and a lot of uh, opportunity to go out and uh, shoot and do stuff. Well, where do you go along and take them out to shoot currently? Uh, well, currently, uh, I just have a small range set up here locally at my house. Um, it's capable of shooting 100 yards. We have um, fallen quite a few oak trees that serve as the backstop. Um, of course, behind that backstop is a nice, decent-sized hill. So anything that does get through goes directly into the dirt. So it's definitely safe for all the surrounding areas. Um, you know, there's roughly about five acres between the backstop and, and the next area where there would be houses or could be potentially be somebody in a field or something. So, um, you know, trajectory wise, it's perfect um, for what it is. Uh, you know, we're in the process of opening a indoor range, getting one built, getting it set up. Uh, you know, just bring a whole whole different view of, you know, age and, you know, not just law enforcement or military, but, you know, the general public. Mm -hmm. 
most definitely. Well, what was the what was the big reason behind wanting change from an outdoor range to an indoor range? Um, really, it comes down to the to the elements. Um, you know, the weather weather plays a big ordeal. I know here at at the house lately, it's nothing but a swamp. You almost you're you're close to needing a boat just to get out there to to shoot um, and and waders and. You know, that's not really fair for anybody that, that takes the class. And, and a couple of weeks ago, you need snowshoes, I bet, right? With the, all the weather we had in the Midwest there. Yep, yep. <laughs> just hitch everything to the truck and just tow it all. You know, four-wheel drive, snow shovels, boots, and a boat. You know, that, that pretty much took care of the day routine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that, that's not a fun time at the range, to say the least. Well, I'll tell you what, the process of building a range, we, we've had um, – Another gentleman on talking about his uh, range building and the process he went through. He took it from more of a construction background because he had the ability and the, and the tools to do that. When it comes to you, how are you thinking about, um, you know, making decisions on how big to make the range, how to finance it, different, different things along those lines? Um, can you walk, walk our listeners through some of those uh, decisions? Uh, well, first and foremost, it's, it's going to come down to locality. And, and being able to acquire a property that will allow me to utilize a certain amount of space. Um, federal, state, and locality laws also play a, a, a huge ordeal into the, you know, ex the exact direction in which we want to take this. Um, <clears throat> first and foremost, you know, really it's going to come down to the safety aspect. You know, can we acquire all the support that we need for the surrounding area so that they feel safe, that they feel that uh, our facility is adequate in, in being able to contain, you know, the noise um, and, and, you know, kind of put the, the general public at ease on that aspect. Um, ideally, I would, we would like upwards of a, of a 200 yard range. Um, However, that being said, um, adequately, you know, we can shoot for a hundred yard range. Um, you know, I would say 30 odd or 30, 30 caliber max. Um, not sure if we could pull off anything larger than that, uh, as far as caliber to, to be able to acquire the, the backing from the surrounding community. Mm -hmm. Um, the area in which we want to put this, it, it is uh, going to be a little bit harder given the, uh, the, the views uh, of the particular area. Um, with that said, uh, then we have the finances. Um, I've looked into that. So we know kind of the general area that we want to go there. Um, we, you know, reaching out maybe, um, if we can acquire grants, if we can acquire, you know, a few other funding sources outside the norm, um, and then finish it off with your, your, your typical loan. Mm -hmm. uh, so if we can get that, get a few of the government grants, um, we believe that it would definitely take shape in, in the near future. Do you have an approximate cost of what, uh, each lane 
my my cost to give the viewers a little bit of an idea you know it's it's not as simple as just hanging up a target you know with a dirt mound behind it you know yeah. in your backyard you know there's yeah. there's significant cost between bullet traps going along and have carrier systems as well as going along and have ventilation systems uh, for that um we i have looked at uh, a few systems they are drop-in walls um it, it's not your typical wall that you would think of like in your home or or even on your foundation um it's got to be capable to you know stop like ricochet rounds or, mm -hmm. you know any accidental misfires um besides just downrange you know you got to look at your your sides too um per lane cost i haven't broken it down uh, but for the for the base foundation um just a very typical um you know like i said you know 30 30 caliber you know, 243 and that nature. Um, I'm, I'm looking, you know, roughly around eight, 850. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not cheap. And when you go along and it's like, okay, you know, we want 10 lanes or do we want 20 or 30 lanes more would be better, but more is also increases the price, uh, significantly Absolutely. also. Um, because things like the air handling system, you have to have positive airflow, you know, going away from the shooters. So all that smoke that's generated when you're firing rounds, uh, people aren't breathing it in um, as much as to some people that might smell sweet. It's also uh, has lead and other uh, heavy metals in it, and that does not do anything good for the body. And uh, you know, that's one of the things being a commercial range, you definitely have to keep all those things into consideration out there. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a, it's a lot more than just safe handling of a, of a firearm when you're building a range because, you know, you also have the, uh, the overall health of, of all of your, your, your customers and your students. Customers and also your employees, because your employees are going to be in, you know, as range officers probably going to be in there more than the customers are, you know, the customers in there for a half an hour, an hour, employees might be in there for eight hours at a time. So you definitely have to keep that in mind. Uh, what are you uh, planning when it comes to retail space? You know, every, every range that I've ever been to, um, they've got a range area, but then they've, they're also, um, you know, selling, you know, firearms, ammunition, different, different things along those lines. What are your plans from a retail floor space? Uh, floor space. We are looking, uh, we're going to be offering, uh, hiking gear, uh, camping survival, um, you know, can storage, long-term, uh, food storage um in addition to that we're we're looking into our ffl which is you know it's, it's a process within a process of its own so um but uh you know the sale of ammunition we're we're going to have that as as a definite um and then you know end goal would you know have a you know one or two certified gunsmiths on hand um you know we'll have the ffl in hand we can be a, a a shipping location um you know provided everything continues its current path then you know you can have your your uppers uh sent to us or you know you can make that purchase online still um so we'll we'll kind of be able to offer everybody something um you know, without breaking the bank. So, you know, definitely want quality over quantity, um, but also affordable. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, especially these days where ammo is uh, in scarce supply sometimes. I mean, I know some gun shops have zero ammo and other places are only selling to people who are using the range just because they just don't don't have that much to be able to sell to the uh, general public. Um, you've got to have those other sources of, uh, you know, selling to keep uh to keep things uh, moving along even now guns are hard to come by you know or certain styles of guns and you've got to have something else to fall back on you've got the the survival survival supplies and backpacks hiking boots that you know would get people an excuse to come in there uh, if they didn't want to buy ammo or or they you know didn't have exactly the gun they wanted to you could at least maybe sell them something else so that's absolutely. that's that's yeah, good absolutely my 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 new side adventure uh, alongside of this is is learning knife throwing. So you know um, you can still buy knives just about anywhere you go, and um, so that that's kind of a a, a new new uh, adventure for for me personally in its own. So um, well, well, I'll tell you, you'll have um, sounds like you know once you're done, you'll have a real nice facility. But um, what, what's your thoughts when it comes to instructors? Are you going to be you know, looking for outside instructors right away or, you know, is that going to be a process? Yeah, that's, that's going to be a process in its own, um, you know, on the forefront, you know, I need to get the facility going. Mm-hmm. Um, currently I'll be the only instructor. Um, then, uh, hopefully my, my, future wife she'll she'll come into play um as an instructor role and then i would really uh i would enjoy having two or three extra instructors you know from from the outside you know Mm -hmm. regardless as long as they have the the you know current up-to-date credentials and you know that that whole process so yeah absolutely absolutely would add a couple of extra instructors you know yep yeah, we've got a podcast uh, that we talked about, you know, how instructors can approach uh, range owners and things like that to, you know, explain to them what they want to do and, um, you know, make sure they understand that they're certified and insured different, different things that are important from a range owner perspective, because you've already said it, you know, there's going to be a, a good chunk of change you're going to put out. The last thing you want to do is uh, end up getting tied up in a lawsuit because somebody did something uh, stupid. Um, Absolutely. Uh, for, Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, ultimately they're, they're going to have to share the same vision mm-hmm. and have the, have the same goal, you know, yes, we're given to the public, but you know, it, it's also about change too, you know, and it, if they really want to teach and, and instruct, you know, they got to have that, that drive to, to reach that, that goal that have that same viewpoint for the, for the end of the road. Um, you know, so that that's going to play a, a big role with me, you know, personally. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that's uh, that's great. And if there's uh, any instructors out there around Virginia, Richmond, Virginia, maybe they should contact you after the show and uh, see what they can work out with you. Never know what, what it could be a win-win for both people. Well, what what kind of groups are you uh, working with currently, um, or you know, different types of students that you're working with uh, presently? Well, here, uh, here recently, there's been more of an uptake on, on singles or, or couples classes. Um, you know, there was a point in time, uh, pre-COVID, I was looking at doing a few of the uh, all-female and, and, and college courses. 
um, you know, present your college ID at a discount. It's your course. It's it's going to be all of your peers, and you know, keep the class twelve and under um, as far as far as how many people are in there, uh, and and go that route. Um, COVID kind of put a put a big halt on on everything. Um, you know, now uh, you know it's it's back to the norm. It's it's the either the one on one. You know, maybe a couple of cup couples in the class, um, items of that nature. But I also uh, really enjoy the youth side. Um, you know, there's there are a few more of the high schools uh, getting into uh, competitive shooting. Um, as I mentioned, I have my I have five daughters, four to sixteen, um, and and all of them love shooting, and. Uh, I, w- I would say my Gary York was the gentleman that I contacted that got me into, you know, becoming an instructor. Uh, I took his class beginning pistol. Um, just, you know, he got me really involved. Uh, he already knew my background. Um, I helped out with a couple of classes and then I found myself taking the instructor course Um we done a couple of classes together, very large classes. Um, it was me, him, and two other instructors. So we had four instructors in a couple of these classes, but they were, you know, 24 plus uh, students, you know, less than 30. And, you know, it, it was just, it, it was awesome time, awesome time. So um, my hat's off to him for, for getting me into this. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, spreading the good, spreading the good news to all those responsible gun owners and making sure they've got the most current information possible to you know defend themselves and others when it comes to uh, you know if if that time ever comes comes around. Absolutely, absolutely. He was the one that turned me in. Uh, you know, turned me on to the. You know, don't you kind of think thinking outside the box here? And you know, okay, they're thirteen years old, but you know they they really enjoy the shooting sports so who's to say they can't uh can't learn and manipulate just as safe as as you know uh an adult you know get you know in all in all regards um so you know we do allow children in our class um of course they have to be accompanied by by an adult um you know they also have to show the competency, not only in the classroom, but, you know, while we're out there on the range, more specifically, just due to the all the safety aspects that, that surround that whole scenario. Mm-hmm. Most, most definitely. Um, but in my own experience, it seems like when you bring kids and they don't have any preconceived notions when they are, you know, very gung ho and wanting to do something that they will listen to every single word that you say to them and they can be some of the more fun uh, students to have in your class uh, because of how well they're paying attention absolutely you know my experience has been you know nothing against you james but you know law enforcement and military a lot of times when they come to classes um they they've got a lot of unlearning to do which is tough Mm -hmm. Uh, for it you know after you know they spend 20 years in the military on the police force and they're coming to you to get their concealed carry certification you're teaching them stuff that was not part of what they got taught 20 years ago 
Absolutely. That can, that can be, that can be tough. That can really yeah, be tough. That is, that, and that goes back, you know, they, they, most of the kids learn a lot faster, pick up, and they're a, a lot easier to teach than adults. So, um, yeah, yeah. And in, in my experience, I've had more issues out of adults than I have, you know, the, the kids. Amen to that. <laughs> I, I would definitely agree with that. Well, hey, James, uh, question we've been asking all our guests this year. Uh, name an influential instructor or book that you think other instructors should uh, either read or take a class from that instructor. Uh, absolutely. Um, I haven't finished the complete book. I'm about a quarter to halfway through it in between everything that I'm doing daily, but uh, that is uh, decoding firearms. You know, um, I know I teach just basic pistol and, and the book touches on, on, you know, all the firearms, you know, shotgun, rifle and pistol. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, there is just a, 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 a very, large amount of information that can be taken for not not just the public but instructors alone too um from that book uh that you know you may or may not have thought of or you know it's just anytime you can learn a little something extra it doesn't matter what you take away from as long as you take something positive away um definitely that's decoding firearms um by john petrolino um one of the, the, the best reads recently that, that I've had. Yeah. When I had John on the, on the podcast, the only thing I found that the book was missing was information on muzzle loaders. But then again, I don't think too many people are going to be carrying muzzle loaders or around in self-defense situations. Yeah. Yeah. No, probably not. Probably, yeah, probably not. But Hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know the direction. Well, if ammo beca- uh, keeps getting tough, um, you know, people might have to resort to the old, um, you know, uh, you know, Colt Navy revolvers and Derringers and things like that. So we might, yeah. who knows, maybe we'll see an upsurge in uh, black powder pistol sales. Very, you know, that, that would be unique. Yes. Very unique. <laughs> but hey, James, where can people find more information about you and uh, ceasefire uh, range slash training? Well, absolutely. Um, you can find me on Facebook right now. Uh, it's at CSE fire. Um, Webpage is currently under development. Um, it'll be uh, it'll be a few months before the webpage, the website comes up live. But uh, for right now, you can reach me right there on Facebook at Ceasefire, and uh, you know you can ask me anything you want to ask. Great, super, and I hope uh, hope those people out there. Uh, we've had a few requests of uh, people that are interested in find more information about building a range and such. Um, hopefully they'll reach out to you yeah. and share some information with them because, um, you know, there's 6 million new gun owners last year, according to the NSF SF and, yeah, um, you know, they need places to shoot. That's yeah, for sure. Absolutely. And, and, and good training because, uh, with that many new first time owners, you know, that should really scare the shit out of a lot of us. So, you know, make sure they're trained right. Teach, you know, talk properly. Yeah. Well, I, I teach my instructors this too. If we don't tre- teach them right to begin with, then they're going to default to what they see on TV and in the movies. And we all know that 80, 85% of what you see in TVs and movies is, you know, completely wrong, ho- hogwash or whatever you want to call it. Um, because, you know, there's no way you can dive across the table, shoot four rounds and hit 
you know, the, the four bad guys square in the, uh, in the forehead and then fall on the ground and then, you know, pick yourself up and dust yourself off. You know, that yeah, stuff and, just doesn't happen. Pizza. No, no. And, and, you know, I, I've, I've held the, the, I, I've held it sideways and, you know, it, it just doesn't work. It doesn't help, <laughs> but according to Hollywood, it's, it should, it should be dead on at that point. Right. 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 I guess we all want to be John Wick. I don't know. Yep. And you know, at the end of the day, we just brush the dust off ourselves and you know, the bullets magically never ever touch us either, which, you know, another, another one of the situations I always tell people is, you know, as much as you might want to go along and be, you know, John Wick, John Wayne, you know, John McClane, whoever you want to, uh, whatever John you want to be keep in mind that, you know, in reality, you know, even the good guys end up getting shot sometimes. And that's, that's just the reality of the situation. If you're going to be on a violent confrontation, you've got, you've got a greater than zero chance of, you know, bodily harm, including death. Absolutely. Absolutely. You've got to, you know, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Yep. There's, there's a lot of, lot of military and law enforcement that are, were, that are very good but because of something not going their one their way that one time, you know, they're, they're now going along and having to deal with, you know, injuries or different things like that. Um, you know, for the rest of their lives. And that's just, you know, it was just a split moment that changed it. Yep. That's for sure. Well, James, we really appreciate you, uh, coming on the show, giving some, uh, information out and, uh, maybe we'll have you on the show in the future again, just after you get your range built, you can kind of, uh, relay how the build build went and some of the challenges you had, uh, in building the range. Cause I'm sure plans always end up changing. So, yeah. you know, things sound good and, you know, you can talk to what it was like to purchase the real estate, to get the, uh, County, uh, and the local agreements and you know, even getting your FFL and being able to, you know, set things up along those lines. Absolutely. Absolutely. And anybody that's listening that, that has built it, you know, please feel free to give me, a, you know, any kind of advice or, or leeway that you can. You know, this is, uh, like I said, a brand new adventure for us. And, you know, it's definitely uh, it's, it's kind of like walking blindfolded in the middle on night. So, um, you know, any any information from from all any of the listeners out there that's been there, done that, you know, be very appreciated. Definitely. Definitely. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. And we got a few requests. Visit podcast.concealcarry.com to enter for our weekly prize giveaway. Remember, you can't win without entering and entries do not carry over from week to week. This week's podcast winner is Chad B. And they, they want a ready up gear belt clip for their ear pro. Next week's prize is a ready up gear MCF flashlight. Visit podcast.concealcarry.com to be entered in for next week's prize giveaway. Remember to check out the Guardian Conference on September 17th to the 19th in Oklahoma City for an opportunity to take training from some of the great guests we've had on this podcast, not only to improve yourself, but also to go along and learn some additional training techniques from these instructors that you can bring back to your students. Go to guardianconference.com for more information. Visit our sponsors, especially the Firearms Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember to use promo code FTP10 for 10% off. If you have any ideas for new episodes, suggestions on guests, or feedback, please email us at FTP at concealedcarry.com. We bring this podcast to support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America that dedicates time and energy into making gun ownership more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone.
Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.